dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We here. We live. Well, you're listening to a recording, but yeah. we're here live right now on a podcast Sunday. You're probably listening to this on a Monday. Yeah. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. 120. 120 episodes of You Can't Make This Up Podcast Greatness. Facts, facts. Now, it seems like yesterday we was just doing 112. Man. It seemed like we was hype about 50. We was hype about, you know. 100. I still remember the Q&A pod we had. That was early on. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. One of our favorites. and It's been rolling, man. We rolling, man. We rolling. rolling. We doing it. But uh, you ain't got your phone, though. Man, don't you feel naked when you leave your phone? <laughs> and the worst part, I didn't even realize how difficult the process of getting into this super secure place yeah. would be without my phone. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there t- trying to MacGyver this situation the best way I can. And I'm like, I think I hear him. Oh yeah, I was here. Let, let me uh, let me go to the window and uh, throw a pebble at the window or something. Let me uh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent wouldn't hurt it. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't hurt it at all. Cause uh, I was actually in the studio doing a commercial that I was supposed to do on Friday that starts today. So I had to get that done super early. So. I had my headphones on, music up loud. I definitely wouldn't have heard it. So. Oh, man, yeah. Thank goodness for... So how'd you highlight the wife? To get well, the... well I, no, before I left. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't find it. Like, it wasn't... Oh, okay. I, I'm searching, gotcha. and then I'm like, I, I know time's of the essence today. I didn't want to, you know, be that guy. Appreciate team player, you, you know, team Appreciate player. You. So I just told her, I said, hey, look, I will be there by 745. Send Kev a text, say, I'm here. Gotcha. <laughs> the usual Technology, text. you know, hey. Man, I'm glad I ain't no whore in the streets. I'm glad I ain't no whore in the streets. Say, hey, babe, <laughs> just go ahead and t- unlock that. Unlock that and send this text hey, for ain't me. Ain't that one of the most secure <laughs> feelings in the world to know ain't nothing on my phone? Yeah, I ain't tripping. And if it's booty pics, she already know why they there. You know, I'm just a nasty <laughs> dude that like booty pics. So she, she'll, she'll giggle and move on. You know, it won't be no problem. So Those days of... uh. Turning the phone yeah. like this or it feels, turning it upside down. Long I, I, still, over with. I still do that on habit. And then I'll be like, <laughs> for, I swear, I'll put the phone upside down and I'll be like, and then I'll be like, hey, look at this. And then I'll make sure like I remember to sit it up and be like, hey, you know, knock yourself out. You know, I warn you, you might, you might, you might, you might get a little, might get a little uh, chilled on how nasty your husband is, but uh <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got your conversations with your homeboys that you may not want to. Oh yeah, the misses to see, but you know there ain't no phone calls coming in that shouldn't be coming in. That's yeah, a, stress, that's a stress reliever. Stress free, baby. Stress <laughs> free household. Man. We up here on the early side today, bro. This is we uh, taping out of, super early. Out of 120 pods, this is probably the earliest we've been. Facts, facts. We made a joke that we taping so early, we gonna start taping on Fridays. Yeah, I mean we might as well just work and just come on in, just <laughs> finish up the work night. You man, know? man. No, you know, thank you. Because oh, uh, uh, you partner with the station on this uh, project that we doing to shed yeah. the light on a lot of local talent in the city. So uh, calling it Hot 129 Live in the studio. So they come to the studio to perform live. We post it on our uh, YouTube page and on yeah. our website. So 
You know what I'm saying? I just want to say thanks, bro, because uh, without a real DJ, couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, this this uh, establishment, aside from me and your relationship, just this establishment as a whole, has held me down numerous times, given me numerous opportunities to be a part of the city. So yeah. whenever they call, no matter who calls, I always feel like, hey, anything for High 102. So. Hey, man. So this is just a little PSA before we get our personal podcast popping. Any local artists out there? Want to be local artists? All in the video. <laughs> no, I'm, right. I'm, I'm having flashbacks to the source. 95. <laughs> no, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Shoot us the single. You know what I'm saying? Let us check it out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if your joint is dope enough, you know what I'm saying? You can come perform in the studio and do your thing and help you get that exposure, man. And it's really it's really good that people people need to take note and take, a I guess, a special, a special placement to the fact that our local radio station, who isn't always about the Facts. street hip hop isn't always <laughs> about you know making sure the west side of Dayton is that's not their only priority Facts. so for them to be able to and not just for the west side for for hip hop for for them to reach out on that end and let you reach an audience that whether you know it or not you know people come to how one to not try to win that that uh, word of the day money or people yeah. come to how 102 nuts. website and you know and and maybe pick up the breakfast club that they missed on the you know they 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 know where to get they fix yeah so you reach an audience that's there and uh it's bigger than any club you probably performed in or any any dream you really realized that you had you know like this is a this is an opportunity so shout to how 102 for doing it man hey man shouts out to the city shouts out to the cast that's trying to pursue their dream I just want to be a part of it, helping them get their dreams. Yeah. I already got that mumbo jumbo out the way. Yeah, man. <laughs> Felt good this morning. Got a little, little pep in the yeah, step. I, yeah. I thought I'd be a little more tired than I am. It's probably going to hit me about halftime of the game. I'm, I'm worried about Tigers back nine today. I'm going to fall asleep because uh, my, my man's uh, got a healthy lead in the PGA championship today, the okay. tour championship. So I'm going to be red zone. I'm going to be, of course, who daying it up for my 2 and 0. 2 and 0 Bengals. Say it hey, loud, say it proud. It's officially frozen over. Say it loud, say it proud. Bengals are two and zero. Ravens are one and one. Yeah. Cleveland all kind Cleveland, of ones. One one, one and one. One and one. <laughs> and my Steelers bringing up the rear. One and one. We ain't won a game yet. <laughs> and you got the Showtime Monday night. Monday night. Tampa prime Bay time Bucks down there in Tampa. Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick out here looking like Conor McGregor playing like Joe Montana. Swagging out on Bruh, chains on, choker chains. Y'all got Bell up in the up in the nosebleed hiding out because he don't want to get on the field. Man, yeah. listen. Y'all got here. a lot of things going on we in Pittsburgh. Issues. We got issues. In Sixburg. Yeah, yeah. A B not showing up for practice. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. Defense playing like pure D shit. I saw a tweet that A B put up where somebody has said something to the fact of, you know, Ben has carried you and you know, without Ben, you wouldn't be nothing. And AB replied with the "I got time." He replied back with the "Trade me and let's find out." You know what I'm saying? If you if you think I ain't the AB that you think I am, trade me and find out. I now that was- I get into this discussion slash argument with people all the time about Ben Roethlisberger, about how good he really is mm-hmm. and how good oh, the system of Pittsburgh. Da, da, da. I was like, look, I look at it like this: when Ben doesn't play, AB doesn't ball. Yeah. But when Ben plays, A B balls. Look at when Michael Vick had to take snaps 
mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. AB was only getting like three catches a game, no explosive plays. But when Ben is in there, there's always explosive plays, yeah. big time plays. Now this year has been a little different because obviously AB is the best receiver in the game, rolling coverage to him. So Juju's getting off. Mm-hmm. So I think AB just needs to, what Aaron Rodgers say, relax. Juju might be a good DraftKings play today. Yeah, yeah. He's thanks. on he's on one of my fantasy teams, thanks, by the way. Thanks for that. Uh, well, you know I'm here for you. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks. But I just think <laughs> I think we'll get it together. Yeah. Uh I think that the players, coaches just need to understand that Le'Veon ain't coming. Yeah. And, and he on he on my bitch on my number one fantasy squad, and I'm concerned because we only got 12 weeks in this one where okay. before the playoffs start because we get done before the week 17. Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to sit out and wait till playoff game. <laughs> week. Right. So we uh we try to get done before that. But when you – that's the thing about fantasy, man. Like you don't – people always say fantasy football is this, is that. Something like this happens. Do you not take the opportunity to take Le- Le'Veon Bell? Right. When you have the opportunity to draft him, do you be like, uh, let me take David Johnson? Eh. I'll take my chances on nine weeks of Le'Veon if I get it, or eight weeks, you know, because he's that good. Yeah, he's real good. But he ain't, you know, the politics is usual. We sure could use him in real football, man. (laughs) Well, you know, it ain't even it ain't even a it ain't even James Conner's fault. I mean, you could look at him Mm -hmm. week one for that fumble that sparked the Browns with the comeback tie, whatever you want to call it. But also. We missed a kick in overtime that would have won the game. Yeah, a lot of kicks missed Broswell, from both sides. Yeah. Roswell missed the kick that would have won the game. So, and then versus the Chiefs, the defense gave up forty some points. Offense scored forty points. You give How it up forty something. What Mahomes is doing, Bruh. I mean, to be a rookie quarterback. See, like I have a, I'm in two solid fantasy leagues that I like money leagues that I care about. The rest are family fun leagues. I have Cam Newton and Mahomes as my quarterback. Yeah. Mahomes been killing the last two weeks, but he's been on my bench because do I bench Cam? Yes. Cam can get you a rush, a throw, a sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pick. <laughs> right. I I I feel good like this for Mahomes. He's got weapons, and not only does weapons, uh, they basically run a college style offense, a a, a variation mm-hmm. of the spread. You know, they have Probably the fastest receiver in the league mm-hmm. in heel. They got the fastest running back in the league. Uh, probably the fastest tight end in the league. Yeah. Kelsey, Cleveland yeah. Heights High I, School. I knew that was coming. Alma mater. Yeah. yeah. Tiger yeah. Nation stand up. Yeah. Uh, so he's got <laughs> weapons out the ass, and he has um, a genius offensive coordinator in Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that people, the league has a way of catching up the dudes. Just like it caught up to RG3. Just like it seems like people are catching up to Deshaun uh, Watson. Yep. So, early on, fantasy-wise, you're good. Real football-wise, I want to see what happens in December when the weather changes. Yeah, that's... That's the whole... The fast track ain't so fast anymore. Exactly. That's the whole thing of the Bengals, man. Like, we've been 5-0. We've been 7-0. We've been, you know, 13-3 and going into the playoffs. You know, it does not matter until that playoff fourth quarter buzzer go off and then you can say, okay, we've gotten over that hump. Like, everybody wants to say, 
They team, you know, I always jokingly say the Bengals are going to win a championship this year. I feel like if I say it every year, one year, I'm going to get to enjoy it. <laughs> so I might as well keep saying it. Yeah. But in actuality, I just want them to win a playoff game. I want Marvin to be able to be like, I've been here 16 years. Ooh. What job can you not perform in for 16 years and still be held down? Man, he got them pictures. He got something. <laughs> he knows something about something. So. I just want everything to get right. Marvin's had way too good of a, a career in one establishment to 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 be all kind of that be the jab you hear for the rest of your time on earth. You yeah, know, you man. didn't pull I it think, off. So I've actually talked to a lot of Bengals fans, like uh, my homie Peanut. He's a huge Bengals fan. My cousins are Bengals fans. You're a Bengals fan, and all y'all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. In the playoffs. We've been down this road before. It's it's over the whole, all right, we good regular season team. We got one of the best receivers in the league. This, that, and the third. Defense is A1. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. Y'all over the whole, we got a good regular season. We'll get them next year and shit. Mm -hmm. Because I remember that's what it was. Like, well, shit, we had a good regular season. I'll I'll settle for that. We made the playoffs. I'll settle for that. Yeah, because we used to be 2-14 and every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I will say the Joe Mixon situation is a little tricky. Yeah, he's I'm I'm a fan of NFL offenses that do NFL shit. Yeah. Like I'm not a fan of because we got 5 minutes left and we up 9 that I need to gut punch this run that ain't that my running back has had 17 carries and 70 yards all game. Like it ain't been it ain't been getting this off. Yeah. I'm like we'd rather see but then you worry about, you know, decision-making and all that. I get it. But I would rather see football be played all the way through than it get to, it get to like, that college shit where we, we you know, a half-court dribbling the ball and pass it back and forth at the top of the key waiting for the waiting somebody for the to come foul to me. Out. Yeah, like I just – Trying to go for the kill shot. Just keep – yeah, just keep doing what's working because we, we, we saw it in the Bengals game. You know, they got off to a good, you know, good offense was flowing. And then – AJ was killing. It seemed like – the the fourth quarter it came down to like can we do it can we hold on are we gonna make it you know I just that that kind of football irritates me I like to see NFL players do NFL shit what you think about them brownies Baker Mayfield you know, you know I am I am a something about the home the just the home love you know whether it's long as it ain't Bengals and Browns week <laughs> you know I'm like go Brown. Okay. Even even to the to the fact of I would I I enjoy hearing the AFC North get that dog love like this is a dog division this is where the dogs is at like I enjoy that for us facts and it's always nice when you you know I guess when you get some years under your belt in your life it's nice to see hey Pittsburgh been at the top they've been at the bottom the Bengals been at the top they've been at the bottom the Ravens been at the top they've been at the bottom it's like the Browns is due. The Browns is due, but just not this year. <laughs> y'all, y'all can go ten and five and be in the hunt for the wild card or something. Ten and six, you know that would be cool. But I just want to see, I want to see them get over this whole losing thing. You know, like just just play. They're they're good this year. They are. Yeah. And I think I think the exposure from the uh, HBO Hard Knocks Bless just got more people supporting, more people tuned in, and. For them to get over that, I mean, you realize they haven't won a game since Christmas Eve of 2016. Man, so this is what happened. Crazy. I'm I'm watching the game. Wife is a Browns fan, mm. and Tyrod out there playing like purity shit. 
And she just like, put Baker in, put Baker in, put Baker in. I was like, they not putting him in unless he get hurt. <laughs> Tyrod doing one of these numbers. I was like, here's the chance. They Did put he him show in. up? Did he, he, he showed out. Showed he up. showed out. It's, it's one thing to show out because, I mean, obviously you showing out, you playing good ball, but you could feel not only the energy from the crowd because obviously they wanted to see him. He's the number one overall pick. He's mm-hmm. a Heisman Trophy winner. But the energy from the players, yeah, that's more important. Like, yo, like Njuku is known for having stone hands. Oh, yeah. He's made some good catches from from bad throws, to be honest. The the passes are behind him, but he still hung on to the ball. Mm-hmm. And just the energy and the excitement and the leadership, like players rally around other players. Yeah. And I could see the Browns rallying around him. So I could see them winning probably like six, seven I'm games say, this year. I got to win a solid six because for them, for them – I get personal when it comes to Baker Mayfield because I ain't forgot about that horseshoe shit. <laughs> that shit, that shit got under my skin when he planted that OU flag on the middle of the fifty yard line. Yeah. I just so like I'm supporting the Browns. You know, I want to see him do well overall, but like I can't go all in on like I'm fucking with Baker. Like Baker I'm, I'm not. I, but watching him do what he did, like when you think about just from a aspect of like being a fan of greatness, like. You have opportunity to be a you know number one pick. Mm-hmm. The pressures Two of time walk on the treasure. The pressures of winning the Heisman and then coming to the league and being a person that won the Heisman. Could you imagine all the shit you hearing from that eighth year vet? Like, oh yeah, yeah. come on rook. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. you just dealing with all of that. You are dealing with the media. You are dealing with everywhere you go. Everybody want to ask you about football, and then for you to really show up and I mean he threw some he threw some dark he threw some Brett Favre he threw some. Joe Montana, he he was out there throwing that ball. I said this on the air. I was like, you know, 12 months ago, the entire state of Ohio hated Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. for what he did to the Buckeyes. <laughs> 365 days later, only half of the state hates him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because every Browns fan loves him. Oh, man. <laughs> it was so nice to see a Browns community go live on Facebook and – they getting their little barks on and Oh, uh, you must have watched sales uh I saw Sale, <laughs> I saw Big Carry Ivy, I saw all the brown people that was just they haven't you know, I saw the meme where the two dudes is full blown tear hugging, you know. <laughs> they just haven't felt that in a while and I think it's time for the, you know, for the stillers to bring up the rear. You know, I think it's No, nah, I'm straight. I'm I think straight. it's time for uh chain. I, I I would hope that we could all be competitive this year, um, outside the division. That's one thing I would hope. But I I, I do think if I had to say something now, I'm gonna say Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers. Okay. I still got the faith. <laughs> I got the faith in my two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. What's your, what's your O-1-1? one one and one correct. I still got faith in my soon-to-be Hall of Fame wide receiver. I still got faith in Sixburg. I still got the faith, baby. Uh-huh. We're going to get business things. We're going to get back to business. We're going to get these dubs. We're going to get this dub on Monday so we'll be one, one, and one and then we'll go from there. It's a lot of emotions on that sideline right it's now. It's a lot of emotions but you know what happens? Emotions. If you win everything is good. <laughs> That's all you got to do Winning is win. Winning does cure it all. It, it cures everything, man. I also said this about Baker and the Browns. I made a score prediction and I didn't think Baker was going to play but I did think the Browns were going to win for the simple fact. I was like, the defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, shots out to Denzel Ward uh, also a Buckeye. 
uh, fourth overall pick yeah. from the Ohio State University. I know a lot of people was like, uh, they should have got Chubb. But uh, as of right now, he's looking yeah. like rookie of the year yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, two interceptions, uh, forced fumble. He's out he's, there balling. Yeah. Anyway, I thought the Browns will win. One, because I always, on a Thursday night, always pick the home team. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought they was going to win. So I, so people said I was hating because I was like, well, they had a lot going in their favor. It's a short week. Mm-hmm. They're at home. I always pick the home team. They were going against a rookie quarterback. Defense is pretty damn good. Yeah. So I was like, I think they can win. Didn't look like they were going to win. It was down 14 to nothing. I was right. like, hey, these motherfuckers really suck. Yeah. <laughs> but they did win. So I wanted to ask you, man. Where's the transition come where your opinion turns to hate? Man. Um Is that a thin line? It really is because it can your opinion to your core of people that you do this with every Monday morning over that morning coffee, you know, that morning sports talk with your group of friends, your opinion might just come off truly as your opinion. Mm-hmm. Where in a bar setting with strangers, that same opinion could be interpreted as hate, you know, because they don't know you, they don't know what you, you know, they just thinking you bashing this dude, but they don't know that it come from a place of, you know, Buckeye fever, or, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, they come from somewhere. People will just people will spin your opinion to hate more so than like people that know you. They'll more so let your opinion be your opinion. So that for me, it's a it's it does it it boils down to respect. I think I think once you start saying, "Man, fuck LeBron," that nigga, he, that whole ass nigga. I got I got, a, <laughs> I got a friend that anytime LeBron name come up in any setting, I mean, I can remember if just in the barbershop, I'm 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 about to get my hair cut. He walks in, dapping everybody up in the middle of a LeBron conversation. And it's, <laughs> it's eight niggas that support LeBron in this conversation. And he just walks in like, fuck that whole ass nigga LeBron. And it just shakes the whole conversation. You know, he comes in and then. I think that's clearly hate. Yes, it's clearly. <laughs> but it's just like, when you just like disrespecting like that, that's when it's like, oh, this nigga just hate. So that's, you know, one form. But then when you're trying to maybe express your sports opinion and you could always be like, of course I pick Tiger, you know, like, of course. But it's like, maybe I'm hating on the fact that I don't fuck with this certain golfer just, <laughs> just, just because, you know, I don't fuck with him. And it's like, if I had to choose, I'm choosing this one because I fuck with him, you know. So, it, it to me, it's a very thin line, yes. To answer your question, yes. I think that for the sports world approach of it, I think what a lot of, like, you talk about Jordan and LeBron and then you bring it, someone says, like, uh, like you said, fuck LeBron, he ain't fucking with MJ. Yeah. Like, think that's hate. Or if, But if I say, no, nah, Jordan is a better basketball player, and then someone says, that's hate, I don't understand how it could be perceived as the same thing. Like, yeah. it's, I'm saying it from a total different, it, the energy's different. Yeah. I guess that's what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah. the energy, the energy you bringing with it. And, and if you saying somebody, hey, like, okay, with Cat Williams and Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart situation. So, of course, it's like everybody. I saw the excerpt interview mm-hmm. from the interview, and he just said that he don't think she's funny, this, that, and the third. So, obviously, I didn't see the whole interview until, like, a couple of days later. So, my first reaction, like, because people was all open arms, like, oh, he ain't no Tiffany Haddish. He ain't no Tiffany Haddish. Da, 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 da. 
was like, I don't disagree with what he said. I don't really think that she's a funny stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And but then I watched the whole interview, and then him talking about all the other uh, female comedians that didn't get on, and she only got on because she want to fuck uh, um, Bradley Cooper <laughs> and the white man like her. That's hate. Yes, yes. Like having an opinion, like you know, what I'm saying we've talked about before. Like I think Kevin Hart is a funny guy. But I don't necessarily think his stand-up is funny. Yeah. Like, I think he's funny in movies. I think he's funny in conversation. I think he's a great interview. I think it's hilarious in Mm -hmm. interviews. I think he's hilarious just being himself. But I don't necessarily think his stand-ups are funny. Exactly. People can see that as an opinion, but other people see it as hate. Like, you hating on the number one guy in the game. (laughs) And and especially coming from the comedy conversation, being that with – my experiences around it, you will see a comedian. Like, you don't realize how close-knit this core of this world is. Yeah. I mean, you know, for a comedian to hate on a comedian is just like, you know, yo, the dude that ain't starting hating on the starter. You know, the, the dude that— Especially black comedian. Yes, expect that. that's the number one community that's doing it. You know, but it. I have seen—I I didn't realize how, you know— so-and-so agent come to the Laugh Factory in L.A., and he with his girl on a date, somebody he just met, but his day-to-day is he executive produced movies. Okay. You know, or he an agent, whatever. These these comedians, it's like they, I see Tony work hard week after week after week, but let him be in L.A. on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, he going to the open mic. He going to, you know, show face in, in the club because – he has gotten life-changing deals and life-changing work off of making this dude's girl laugh and they come up to him and be like, man, you will be really good at, you know, hosting. Let me uh, holla at BZ real quick. We got a project in place. I mean, riding to the barbershop after that week, getting a phone call from Jamie Foxx, like, come to the crib. I want you to check out this. Uh, we about to bring back the um, – the shit they did on BET, the uh, comedy view, no, the with the singers and the oh, the yeah. rock uh, oh, Apollo, yeah. Apollo. It's your time. Yeah. Like, like, get on your feet. He really got a phone call on the way to the barbershop from Jimmy Fox, who he didn't know had his number, telling him to come to his house. He didn't know where he was going, and told him, "I want you to host this. We, we've been watching you. We've been seeing you come to these free open mic on Tuesday and Wednesday on your off day and put in work with because these this core of people." Are so close. Uh-huh. Say all that to say, I really feel like that whole Cat Williams, Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, that comes from a place because I was reading something about Nick Cannon did some some movie, and they were all in it. Cat Williams, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, it was it was it was what did I? I can't think of the name of it. Some oh, some movie that Nick Cannon produced, and uh, the 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 comedian Luce, Lucy, the, the big girl. Lunez or Lunel, she was the one that retweeted it because she was like, "We were all in this movie together." It must have been shit because no one knows what it was. (laughs) But they were all in a movie together, and like, so like some of these spats that people be having, I feel like come from somewhere more than just entertainment eyes that we see on the outside of two two stars going at it. You know, this come from you was hating on a bag. You trying to hate on my bag? You hating on the fact that why can't we? You know they they start bringing in all the other stuff that maybe or maybe not is important, but it, it comes it becomes a part of the story. So 
I believe that's super true because, you know, I, I also said this. I was like, look, when like when people, especially black people, when we have that emotional connection to a person or a thing, like, okay, people of my age have that emotional connection to Michael Jordan. So no matter what, mm-hmm. ain't nobody better than MJ. And people of this generation have an emotional connection to LeBron. Yeah. So when people have that emotional connection to like a Beyonce, ain't nothing you could tell them. Like, so people have this emotional connection to Tiffany Haddish because she comes off so genuine and so real and being herself and cool and down to earth. But people don't have that same emotional connection to a Nick Cannon. So if mm-hmm. someone says Nick Cannon whack, he ain't funny. Nobody's in open arms. Nobody says yeah. shit because every mostly everybody agrees like eh, Nick Cannon is Nick Cannon. He's 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 all right, but he's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's he like took over that white bag. He know yeah. how to, he got him. He yeah. got him. You know that's a, that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you hear and, all that? And, and people, if uh, okay, another punching bag of our community. Uh, Lil Bow Wow. Yeah. Bow Wow's a punching always, bag. Always. He he's he's a mockery of what he used to be, and he's only thirty some years old. Like people don't even fuck with him. So if people just rag on him all the time, nobody comes to his defense. But if somebody talks crazy about Tiffany Haddish because she's a down girl, mm-hmm. or even Cardi B, a million motherfuckers come to her defense out of the woodwork. Yeah. But we do have to realize that you know. Some of these motherfuckers just ain't that funny. Yeah. It's okay to be like, it's okay for a person to think, you know, to ha- express their opinion and say, wasn't that funny? I done been to comedy shows galore where it's like, yo, that uh, Brandon T. Washington dude, eh, <laughs> hit or miss. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> he, he, he can be funny, but I, I have physically seen him BT night, uh, well, like BT World Weekend night bomb. Really? I had never seen like somebody that I knew from face from entertainment, like I'd never seen it happen like 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 that. I mean, it was to the point where he was like, well, "I'm gonna get up out of here. I have a good one." Like, woo. left the stage, did like seven minutes, and was gone. Damn, bad. That's bad, bad. business. Bad. <laughs> That's crazy. I I couldn't imagine being a comedian, man. Like. <laughs> Get on stage and make people laugh. Like, like come in there and be like, make me laugh. Exactly. Like uh, not funny. <laughs> who was in town? Uh, B Simone from Instagram. Yeah. She's on Wild and Out. Uh, you know, she's not a comedian by trade. Like, you know, I she called in, did a phone or interview or whatever. You know, what I'm saying she wants to be the Jamie Fo- a female Jamie Fox or whatever. She mm-hmm. wants. You know, she she has music. She has all the Instagram shit going on. She does comedy now. She acts, dances, all that shit, and you know. I was just talking to her like before we started an interview or whatever. She's like, if it's the bag is there, I'm going for it. Fuck it. Why not? Mm-hmm. If anybody anybody could do it, I'm going for it. Why not? Why not shoot your shot, basically? Yeah. And you think about people that go out there and get on that stage and they ain't funny or like these Instagram comedians. She was funny, by the way. Mm-hmm. B. Simone was funny. Uh, definitely check out if she comes to your city. But uh, like Instagram comedians that get up there and they just don't, what they do in that 60 second clip doesn't translate to what's on stage because it's actually it's super hard work there's no editing going on yeah, there's yeah. no take one take two take three you know what i'm saying yeah. you gotta be able to think on the fly you gotta make people laugh and everything like being, that being funny on the stoop being funny on the couch is totally different than being funny for 45 minutes Oof. being funny for an hour Oof. i mean like i i got blessed one night to see dave Chappelle do about an hour and a half to two hours randomly in LA on a random night and 
to sit back and think two hours of somebody genuinely making you laugh. Like that to me in itself was like, okay, that puts you in another put you in a different level for me. Because I genuinely my face muscles hurt it <laughs> from smiling for yeah. two hours. I mean, it was just people that have it like that, that can do that, it's amazing because you don't realize how many cities these people go to and you know when he came last time, you know, he was saying nigga a lot. So I'm coming this time, let him, let him do it again. Yeah. You know, I'm saying something. You know, like I've seen it go down like that. And it'd be, it, it, people come just to be like, I'm showing I'm you you're funny. Or be in the front I don't row. I think you're funny. On the front row. Yeah. Fucking playing on their phone. Exactly. And, and, and to see someone be able to be great and, Somewhat offend, but someone, yeah. but somewhat teach, and then somewhat uh, entertain and show your skill level. It's like okay, he got it because you've seen you have seen people in their in their craft underperform. You know, oh, yeah, for sure. so when you see something like that in the comedy world, like you say, it's such a to do it week after week after week and be on the road year after year after year. I mean, I've known Tony for ten years now, and his year to year has only gotten more hectic. He's yeah. only added more things to his plate. He's only gotten more opportunity. It ain't slowed down. And it's like, it's, it's a hard life. Imagine wanting to go get some chicken tonight before you go to work. And if you go, you're going to be there for an hour taking pictures and everybody Woo. coming up to you and wanting to touch you and say, Hey, and shoot they shot at the superstar that's in town. Like, DoorDash. <laughs> he, he, I've really gone with him to like the grocery store and been stuck to where like I'm. I, I become the guy that you like take a picture for me. Like I'm with Tone, but I ain't with Tone. So right, you could you could be the one to snap a picture of me and my girls with Tone in aisle seven. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I've seen it. So man, I just want to make sure I put this out there. Even though I don't think Tiffany had a stand up, is that funny? I've seen two of them. Even though I don't think yeah. Kevin, I think the grown ass little man Kevin Hart special is funny as hell. The rest of them are so so. I still think they're funny as hell and very talented. Mm-hmm. I just you know don't compare them to a Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Like, yeah. but I mean that's not hating. That's just an opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a fine line. And you know I watched Kevin Hart's interview he did with the Breakfast Club, and he spits off numbers which are. Googleable and factual, you know what I'm saying? He's got up there with uh Eddie Murphy with Raw for ticket sales and movie specials. Those are cold hard facts. Mm-hmm. Something that you can't dispute. But my opinion is something totally different. Yeah. But so if Kevin Hart's listening, we still rock with you. Oh yeah, we definitely thank you for those fifteen minutes, sir. You uh, facts, facts, facts. And if you want to come on live, you're more than welcome. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> Our doors are always open here. Always. You can't make this up out. <laughs> I did want to ask you though. You were DJing last night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is class uh, reunion. Status. This is uh, I got five weeks of madness coming up. Okay, so I gotta ask you, man. You did a class reunion. Yeah. What's the biggest difference from a ten year reunion? In a 20-year reunion, DJing those. Okay, so I DJed my 10-year, and I DJed, I want to say it was Kern White, 10-year. And those were, you know, you 
what, 26, someone 27, somewhere yeah. in that range. You know, you, you, you're stepping into your career, you're stepping into your goals, but you still like, yo, I wanted to bag so-and-so, and this might be my <laughs> chance. So the 10-year, I saw— Opportunity! Yes, I saw a lot in the 10-year. I saw a lot of people faded, you know, hitting them with the old school uh, butt-to-dick two-step, what I call it, when, how we used to get down in the 90s with the hula hooping, and, you know, I, I see everybody shooting the shots. and tap on the left side. And I'm like— <laughs> I knew he liked her back in the day. Look at him. Now, the 20 year, the 20 year, I've done 96, 97, 98 for Trywood the last three years. And I will say the 20 year, it almost is like the person that is quote unquote the biggest boss looks like the coolest dude that, like, like, no matter what you did in 98 or 97 or 96. Like the dude that's doing it in 2018 feel like, hmm, that's the one that's getting the attention now. You know, I I I saw people that I know for a fact weren't necessarily the popular kid, weren't the sports stud, weren't the wasn't the first person that the you know school picked. Uh-huh. You know, but now comes in and is like, who wants shots? You know, buying 15 chicks shots at the bar and you know taking the group pick with him and all the ladies in the class and it's like okay. But then I saw this. This is what I'm getting to. I saw for a fact in two of those. I won't put out what year because uh, <laughs> he's somewhat family. <laughs> Confident. I won't put out nothing. No, uh, no, no, nothing to incriminate. But I saw people hooking up and getting rooms. I, I, I saw people in the in the lobby with the one person on the couch acting like we're not together. I'm just waiting for you to tell me where to go so I can come on up. Tell me when to go. Because as a DJ, you get the, you, you're the first one there, the last one there. So when the crowd is over and they think the coast is clear, and then here comes the guy with the hotel cart full of speakers, like, ah. <laughs> hope I had a good time, man. Y'all have a good time tonight. Good seeing y'all. You know, that's what happened. So I see it. I know it goes down. So the difference I would say is 10 years, you still wild. You still hoping for that one more let me take that one more shot with her because uh, I know she's broke up with her dude <laughs> and uh, the baby got to be gone for the weekend. So this might be her weekend. She's trying to turn up. My perspective of it is 10 year is Patron, mm. Hennessy, 20 year is wine and beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you've been you've been down that road before. That's so you're a, just like that's yeah, a fact. Dude, I'm I'm chill. I'm uh, here to have a good time, but uh, I'm not here to get wild because them wild days is over. And oh yeah, School Dance is the Nick Cannon movie that you were talking about okay. with Tiffany Haddish there and Cat Williams. So yeah, I won't never watch that. I'm yeah. looking at the poster. I'll never watch that movie ever a that, day in my life. Yeah, it, it looked like it was trash. It looked like it, when when I saw the little artwork and was reading the article, I'm thinking maybe it's why I haven't heard of this because. <laughs> It's something look like this was uh, made it off the uh, 3 a.m. circuit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yo, I saw this meme going around. No, no, I'm, I'm lying. I was watching Family Feud, and I don't know how Steve Harvey brought this up. He said, as some of the contestants, like, could you go without sex for a year for a million dollars? I asked you that question, brother. 
Mr. Three Kids? Just intercourse sex or all <laughs> sexual activity? All sexual activities. For a year. For a year for a milli. Yeah, because I ain't, I ain't got a milli. So, <laughs> That's what I said. So to me, it's like if someone like genuinely, people will people say yes or no to those things all the time. But let me sit a whole bunch of twenties in your face, <laughs> and you don't even know. You know, I could I could tell you it's a million. It's forty thousand to you. It's the mountain of money. Yeah, you'll do probably whatever I ask. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's you have to be realistic to the fact of somebody gonna give you a million dollars to not have sex. I had to go. Well, I was deployed in the for for, for 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 nine months. I did get some ass while I was deployed, but <laughs> the point is, most didn't. Most yeah. of my friends was, uh, you know, I, we had the, we had the space fight that turned physical because niggas ain't getting <laughs> up. Yeah, niggas raging all day. It's like we had the, the the basketball session where the hard foul turned into three on three fighting versus <laughs> versus three on three hooping. So I've seen the the rage in people that that's not getting it, and then I've seen also. Some of the carelessness of that first girl that you ran into that's smiling at you and she ain't had none either. And then it's like, we got to go do this. And then now you're looking like boo-boo the fool getting caught doing some dumb shit that you wasn't, you know, thinking with the wrong head type of thing. Yeah, so yeah. people have to go through that in the military. So I would say a million dollars would change your life. Yeah. A million dollars. Which is crazy because most of the people said, no, nah, they couldn't do it. I'm thinking to myself, like, are you fucking crazy? I mean, I ain't gonna lie, it'd be some it'd be some nights nice where I got the got the cocaine itch and you know <laughs> the cold sweats, but it's a million. You gotta look at the fact that think about how much pussy you're gonna get after you get this million dollars. Fact though. Fact though. <laughs> I look at it like this. I I went seventeen years before I had sex. Yeah. So Obviously, wasn't thinking about that, no sex, until I was probably like 15. So I basically went two years then mm-hmm. without having sex. So I can go a year without it. If I had to sleep in a different room for a year to make sure I get this cool Millie, I'll do it. If I got to go get a hotel for a year, yeah. if I got to stay at the Motel 6 for a year to get this million dollars, I'm going to do it. Yeah, A meal? A meal. And look, <laughs> look, I'm so fucking broke. Might be a hundred thousand, right? Because that's how I'm feeling right now. Like I just, I couldn't imagine. Like motherfuckers will do basically anything for a million dollars. Like I, I just couldn't imagine like starting the process of having sex and knowing that I'm throwing away a million dollars on month nine, month right. ten. Like man, you better hold on. <laughs> you better go to sleep, sleep that off. Right. It's a million, a million dollars. A million dollars will change your life. Facts. I'm like, yo, like, you have, but bruh. But now that, now that you say that, though, I'm trying to think, has it been, aside from puberty the first time, <laughs> you know, has there been a time where I made it a year without sex? I'm trying to think, like, I think I've gone, like, five, six months, and it was on some, like, these bitches ain't fucking with me this summer. What's going nah, on? I, I, I had a I had a drought. I had a I had a drought from like eighteen to like to like nineteen. Yeah, for sure. Like I went to Bright State, and I ain't getting none until I got back that summer. <laughs> like it was dry. I ain't getting no play. First year at Rice Day. Because you, you, you said you had no that, that two-year window. For me, it's like, 
I started thinking about sex at 15, and when school was over at 15, I was having sex in the summer of 15. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't make it past the summer, so it was like, it was like once I started, it was over. Oh, over. my goodness. Did you catch Snowfall? I did catch up on Snowfall. What do you think? Oh, my nigga Franklin. Spoiler alert. The guy, my nigga Franklin. It's... It feel like your little brother locked up. It feel like somebody. Hold on, you didn't see the season finale this past Thursday because I don't want to ruin it for you. The you, I didn't when uh, when he got out. Okay, okay. I was about to say. Okay, I was about to say. I didn't want to ruin yeah, it for yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I had to make good. sure I had to. You know, yeah, been a busy week, but okay. I did. Well, I remember. I remember. I saw two people. That did it right. They just commented on Facebook and put a snowfall and then a bunch of emojis. <laughs> so that to me was like, I need to catch up. And I was like, I think I was two episodes behind. So I remember I caught up. I did, uh, it was the night of last week's, or the night of the finale episode recording. I watched all three that night. So I got caught up. So I did see him get that, uh, get bailed out, but. It still seems like Franklin's in some shit. He in some major league shit. It seems like major league shit. The show is on a is on a tightrope for me, and I don't know where it's headed. That's kind of how I'm kind of like, you know, all all that this show was built on, you know, season one came together in season two. Everybody had their own kind of story in season one. No one was per se introduced. Like they are now, where intertwined stories are are together. Now I'm wondering where's like you know, what is Franklin gonna be running and chasing and doing in season three? Yeah, I mean, got me on edge. I just look at his whole time in jail, and uh, you know, the show is only it's an hour show, so you throw in commercials, it's about forty five fifty yeah. minutes, and a lot goes on in that time frame. A lot. Uh, obviously, he's in jail. His uncle and his homeboy come see him. He gets hold for his Adidas. He's d- distraught, and he go. His uh, Lee tells him, "Beat the fuck out of somebody." That was get that your was respect. that scene right there with the with your homeboy. Like, if someone look at you, beat the fuck out there. Like he was going. That yeah. that was tough. That yeah. was a tough scene. You, was, his, his mom and his dad come see him. My Duke start breaking down, and he gives him that anger, that that rage. To beat the shit out of dude mm-hmm. that stole his Adidas, got yeah. his Adidas back, goes to the hole. Oh shit! Rewind. He got his fucking ass beat. He got jumped, man, in jail. Uh, saw a dude kill himself. Goes to the hole, gets out. A quote unquote changed man. Like yo, yeah. I ain't, I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be in here. Yeah, I ain't about to be getting my ass beat. That's how that to me is like that whole scene, that whole episode for the involving Franklin. To me, it's like what every dude who hasn't been to jail imagines it being. Facts. It's like I imagine it being tough. I imagine it being a time where, you know, maybe someone you had conflict with or someone that just don't fuck with you or someone you think is going to be oh, from, from my block and everybody in here is from a block, you know, and then they turn on you. And then I can just see, like, it's it's a fear of mine. Dude. Straight fear of the fact of having to, having to live, quote unquote, like an animal, having to fend for yourself and 
almost like a stray dog trying to get trying to get some grass. You know, just let, let me get a little patch to lay down on. Like it, woo, bruh. Y'all, Bruh, y'all that's man. been through that, man. God bless you. Man, was, listen. Like, and that was just county jail. That ain't right. even a prison. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I, I used to watch just uh scared straight and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Just Hold my up. pocket. <laughs> Hold my pocket. Hold, that's the name of this podcast. <laughs> Hold my pocket. Or motherfucking uh, did you see the um Fleece Johnson guy? Yes. That guy was terrified of that type of shit yes. like yo yes man's butt like what yeah. my what <laughs> nigga what nigga i'm dying i'm i'm trying to kill him dog oh yeah <laughs> i'm trying to kill him so they can kill me because i ain't gonna make it i ain't gonna make it at all i ain't the one for that hold my pocket nigga God <laughs> damn, nigga. terrified man well that's another one man yeah you can't make this up podcast kev Nash. dj killer kev shout out to izzy at gym city pod and demarco what up dog yeah we out peace